no heat. You don't need heat. It's freaking cold. Holy shit. I'm not cold. I'm comfortable. <sighs> That's what you can understand. <sighs> Got something to say, Mumbles? <laughs> fucking cold in here. All right, stop what you're doing because I'm about to ruin the image and the style that you used to. Hey, you know what? What? Well, hang on. I'm going to keep that thought in the back of my little pea brain. But uh, how, how's your week been? Uh, it's been long. It's been, I mean, I've, I'm getting slammed at work, but I'm not able to take my normal 10 breaks a day. I'm only able to take down to six, so. Oh, oh. <laughs> It is for shame. It is to cry. I only get six breaks a day. <laughs> well, it, you know, I, uh, my, I mentally, I'm used to it. You know, so I'm, 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 I'm okay. You're soft. I am not soft. You're soft like baby <laughs> shit. That's what having a desk job does. Dude, I, I tell you what, <laughs> having having like a, a a so half desk job, I can attest to that. Because, you know, I I don't when it's it's starting to get uh, a little nip in the air out now when it gets really cold and really cold. It's already cold. No, when it gets really cold, turn the heat on. No, I'm not turning them on when it gets really cold. I'm not going to want to leave the house. Oh, it's it's tough. It's tough walking out of the house in the morning sometimes. I'm not going to want to. I'm not going to want to do field work, but I'm going to have uh, to, you know, when when, it, when the temperature goes down to where y- your face hurts. Oh, why Why did we choose to live in an area where the air hurts our face? Yeah. Well, because if you start going where it doesn't, you, you run into a lot of people I wouldn't want to associate with. What, what are you trying to say? I got, I, I, hey, I got contacts in Mississippi. Well, I'm not, don't, were you threatening me? It's like, it's, no, I'm not threatening look, you. Yeah, I'm just, you know, look, you, you're never, you're never going to hear the Nobel Prize in Physics going to, you know, someone that says, yeah, there's how we solved a quantum problem. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you watch, don't you watch The Walking Dead? No. Dr. Eugene Porter. <laughs> Eugene Porter. <laughs> smartest man on the show. And a rock and mullet. He's a Southern boy. I'm not saying all Southern people are dumb. I'm not saying that. But, there's a there's a majority who are, are less than educated and and flaunt that a bit too much. All I'm saying <laughs> is if we want to relocate this operation, <laughs> it ain't gonna be south. I got a I got a, I got contacts in Mississippi. I had contacts in North Carolina. Actually, I still got contacts in North Carolina. I don't I don't know if I could do this in any other state. How about Wisconsin? I got contacts oh, out there no. too. I got contacts out there too. No, no. Texas? No. 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 First, anything south is out. Utah? Anything too north is out. No, Utah is too Mormony. I got contacts all <laughs> I got is... contacts all over the place. It's... And uh as we record this, um we're recording on this this episode on November the 11th, which as you all should know is Veterans Day. So, before we get really rolling into our stupidity, I want to thank, take a minute to thank all of my brothers and sisters in uniform, past and present. Thank you for your service. It's an honor to be counted among you veterans. 
Yes, and and since you can't thank yourself, I will thank you for your service personally. Much appreciated, my friend. Much appreciated. But anyway, <laughs> I got to know you before we went on the air and you started with the Humpty dance. OK, <laughs> and then I had to bring it up. Yeah, I got an idea of something we could talk about. Hmm. Bad songs that are catchy as shit. Oh, there's too many of them. Oh, yes. We'll go nuts with this one. Before yes. we go on, though. OK, I did bring these Doritos from Mexico. Ooh. And mass mass producto. <laughs> That's mass uh, more production. Okay, I don't. Yeah, but there. <laughs> Let me see. Yeah, take a taste of those. And also on the back it says incognito. Incognito. Yeah, they have a flavor to them that I cannot put my finger on. Yeah, in in on the front it says incognita, mm-hmm. exceso calorias. That means it's got a lot of calories. <laughs> exceso sodio. That means it has a lot of sodium. See now, this is that's another interesting thing about these snack packs, about your munch packs, seeing the pro the product labeling from other countries, <laughs> in, uh, in the United States, we do not have things on our packaging that say excess calories, excess salt. Oh no! If if anything, we flat out lie, and this is the only like. Uh country where they actually try to say that corn nuts are healthy <laughs> corn nuts are not only unhealthy they're also kind of gross yeah but but not in, it's like this country it's like you know well it's more it's more healthier than just eating raw sugar okay it smells kind of like barbecue sauce. i don't know i could not put my finger on the flavor it's got uh, it's uh, not really it's spicy a, it's got a vaguely ketchupy barbecue sauce okay scent let's try this Yeah, it's really confusing. <laughs> it is. I'm getting some lime. I'm getting some hints of lime. Mm-hmm. A little bit of uh, uh, like some pepper notes. You know, like some uh, some some slightly spicy, low on the Scoville scale pepper notes. Mm-hmm. Kind of fruity, you know. Good. It's almost like a a lemon chili barbecue. I sauce. couldn't. I couldn't. I can, and maybe because it's like the the incognito stuff is maybe it's like a chip disguised as something. I don't know. I don't know. Pretty good. Not bad. I couldn't put my finger on the flavor, so it's like I can't eat them like one one after the other. Oh, speaking of your munch packs, when you brought me that uh, pack of turkey Cheetos, I took it down to the haunt and shared it with the guys at the haunt. Oh my God, it wasn't like that many in the pack. It's like, here, try one of these. (laughs) What the fuck is that? (laughs) Turkey flavored Cheeto. Holy shit. Yeah. Where'd you buy those? Where'd you, well, they're from China, so you can't really get them here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did hip a few people to munchpack.com. Yeah, it's yeah, it's I, I'm I'm actually gonna be ending it after my subscription runs out. Okay. The prices re I've have jacked up almost double. Really? Yes. But I still want to keep doing it, so I'm gonna try to find a less expensive alternative. Right. Um, but I mean I can understand what they're going through. Like everything, it's hard to get shipments of anything anywhere. Right. It, I mean, it's 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 supply chain issues. Yeah. All over. I, in fact, I saw on the news today. Um, I saw the news today. Oh boy, uh, to quote the, the Beatles, mm. um, that with Thanksgiving coming up, we can expect our most expensive. 
Thanksgiving ever. Oh. You know, expect to pay more for your for your Thanksgiving dinner, for your turkey and all the fixings and all that nonsense. It's like that episode of South Park where the uh, stuffing lines <laughs> uh, were taken over. But if you're in my circle, if you're in my family, you don't do like uh, we don't do the stovetop stuffing on the holidays. No, we we're having I mean, we're just doing like sweet potatoes, the turkey, uh, bread stuffing. Yep. Well, like, and um, and hamburger stuffing. Right. We don't do the hamburger stuffing. We do uh, like a bread and potato mm-hmm. pote- uh, Pennsylvania Dutch stuffing. Yeah. So we're not we're only doing not much because we're, we're well, we're running out of people at the table. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, same here, uh, because since my grandmother's gone, mm-hmm. um, since my grandmother passed, it's there's not uh, like the ho- the holidays are significantly smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, first off, my Uncle Roger isn't with us anymore. My Uncle Roger passed away, you know, a few years ago. Um, my grandmother passed away two years ago. Or no, last it was last year. Mm-hmm. Last year, my grandmother passed away. And uh, so now, for the most part, it's my mom, my dad, my sister, my bunch, and maybe, uh, me, and my Uncle David, of course. And uh, that's pretty much it. But so, you know, some people will put a put an appearance in. But for dinner, it's usually just us now. Yeah. And I know most families, a lot of families do have a larger Thanksgiving. So, yeah, it just tends to reason it is going to be more expensive. Yeah. So start, you know, you know, take some cash at the door. Yeah. Yep. You know, or take- tell them to bring your own goddamn chairs. Well, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I asked my mom, hey, what do you need me to get? You know. Do you need me? Yeah. You know, what do you need me to get? And uh, you know, but yeah, Thanksgiving's coming up. I'm gonna eat like a pig. Oh, me too. And guess who? Guess who? Your Cowboys play on Thanksgiving Day, pal. Philly? No. Oh, not the Raiders. Yep. Uh oh, they've been doing pretty well. Yeah, your Cowboys are doing pretty well. Yeah, you know, they they've been they 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 took a backseat to was Denver. Oh, uh, yeah, Denver kicked the shit out no, of them. No, they didn't kick the shit out of them. They kicked the shit they out of them. They did not kick the shit out of them. Dallas is resting a few players. No, so Dallas they, got their asses beat. Like the donkeys owed them money. We'll, we'll agree to disagree. That was an ass whooping. It was not an ass whooping. That was an ass whooping. I wouldn't know. I stopped watching it because <laughs> it was disgusting me. Dude, as a Raiders fan, I feel your pain. Do you know how many, like, because being a Raiders fan and you being a Cowboys fan, we don't get a whole lot of uh, games on our local stations. So it's kind of a treat when we get to see our teams play live. I don't know. I think think they put a lot of Dallas games on because, I mean, it's America's team. And everybody, that's what everybody wants to see. Did not get a vote. Did not get a vote. (laughs) But now, you see, being a Dallas fan, you get the the luxury of uh, having... Two Eagles games every year, ah. and the Eagles being the home market team, you're gonna get to watch. You know, you're, you're gonna get to watch. You know, the Cowboys play the Filthy Chickens twice a year. Oh, it's beautiful. It's always it's it's for the most part, it's beautiful to watch. Yeah, and I used to like I I once used to go online and trash talk during the games on Facebook. Yeah, and I can still remember the one person like really hated me afterwards over Be- football. Yeah, because I was trash talking the Eagles over football. Yep. See, yeah. Oh, she wouldn't speak to me for a while. Oh, dude. 
But, I mean, like Thanksgiving Day, when the Cowboys and Raiders are playing, you know, I'm <laughs> good or bad, I'm going to be texting you. You know, good or bad, I'm going to be texting you. You know, I mean, and both of our teams this year have had our share of stupid uh, shit. Well, penalties that should have been called and weren't. Oh, I thought you were talking about off-field shit. Uh, a little bit, yeah. I still <laughs> I still have rugs on my, my one league. Henry I... fucking rugs. <laughs> Henry fucking rugs. What an idiot. What an irresponsible yeah. asshole. Yeah, I didn't hear much about it. I just know you got a DUI. Dude, he killed a woman. Oh, well, that's okay. He hit a woman doing 156 miles an hour. Well, okay. I, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Um, well, the Raiders released him the next day. Yeah. Because he's, been, he's being charged with like four mm-hmm. felonies. Um, he, he hit a woman out in Vegas. Uh, or just outside of Vegas, in a residential area. Ruggs was traveling at 156 miles an hour. And, he, uh, you know, twice the legal limit. Mm-hmm. Okay. The woman he hit, her car burst into flames and oh. she died. What a fucking asshole. Yeah. What an irresponsible fucking asshole. And... As a lifelong rem- member of the Raider Nation, I hope you get every fucking piece of jail time that's coming to you, Henry. I hope you get every piece of jail time. Mm. And then we released Damon Arnett, one of our starting back, uh, uh, one of our starting uh, defensive backs, over more stupidity. You know, uh, flashing guns and threatening to kill people online—that's just not smart. Good lord, that's not smart. You're an asshole. Uh, You're an idiot. Yeah, I, I don't I don't get it. I don't uh you know, I was actually thinking about that today. And we're we're veering a little bit off topic, but we'll get there. But I was thinking today about the internet of old. You know, back in the nineties. Okay. When it when it was, you know, there was places like Newgrounds, E Bombs World, yeah. And, and it was for lack of a better for for better or for worse creativity yes there was people making and back then they were called image macros yeah when you would put text uh words onto a text yeah a pic on a picture now it's all memes and it's like you know all over the place but back then it was something a little special right you know and uh you know to, to kind of take this stuff and it was it was playful it was fun you know it was people just goofing off a little bit at each other yeah now it is such a goddamn cesspool. You're not kidding. Using the same, you know, it's like it's that that old, you know, it's almost like, you know, going to the carnival when you were a kid. And when you finally return to it years later, well, the Joker is taking it over and now everything can kill you. Yeah. You know, it's just and I was thinking about that. I was like, man, it's just it's terrible. Just what has become and everybody just wants to argue. And, and be miserable and be negative and be down. Well, here, here's the thing. Uh, you're, you're absolutely right. People love to argue on the Internet. And arguing on the Internet is way different than arguing face-to-face. Mm-hmm. And the Internet has, for better or worse, made people way more comfortable with arguing. Mm-hmm. And they're, so the reason, I think, part of the reason that they're becoming so comfortable with getting into arguments with other people 
is because there's no chance that I'm getting punched in the <laughs> fucking mouth. <laughs> yeah. Most, yeah, very much. Because you've known me for a long time. Mm-hmm. And you know my temper. Yep. And I've had shit said to me. I've given people my fucking address. Mm. Oh, no one's going to show up. It, Honestly, I hate to even if they would because, I mean, sometimes the, the, the crazies out there. Well, I'll match. I'll put my crazy up against most. Yeah, I just, I was, you know, it's also, I mean, sometimes, you know, you comment on certain places. I too try to be positive when I comment on anything. Right. And if I can't say something nice about maybe an album, you know, or something like, so I just, I tend not to, you know. Right. You know, because I'm not going to piss on something somebody else. I try not to. Sometimes I fail miserably. Me too. But, you know, at least I'm putting that freaking effort out there. Right. I mean, I try, like, I'll try to to make a positive note on something Mm -hmm. that I see. Sometimes I can't. Yeah. Like, if the discussion is in any way related to Five Finger Death Punch, can't do it. (laughs) Can't fucking do it. Um, I, I will even talk nice about Nickelback. Nickelback writes really good, catchy songs. Yeah. I can't, you know, I can't hate on them for it. Ah, there's a segue. I can't hate on it for it's it. It's a segue. Right. Same with Creed. <laughs> yeah. I fucking love Creed. Okay? Creed wrote great, catchy, fun songs. Mm. You know? Yeah. And, but they're, uh, you know, and sometimes if I'm, I, I will absolutely take the piss out of somebody <laughs> or take the piss out of somebody's opinion, but I will do it in such a way that it's obvious that I'm joking, that it's a joke. You know, mm. don't take this seriously, but yeah, but that yeah. is a great segue to mm. what I wanted to talk about songs that are super catchy, <laughs> but really deep down suck. <laughs> I'll start. it. <laughs> yep. Katy Perry. I kissed a girl. Yeah. Well, I, I kind of like that song. I love it. <laughs> it's, it's, I love it. Yeah. But. It's because it's an earworm. It's a great song. Yeah. You know, it's a great, wonderful, well-written pop song. But at the heart of it, it really is a shit song. Yeah. I'm going to go back further to one that always kind of gets me. And it's, it's sad because I the song makes me smile. But at the same time, I don't even want to hear it. What's that? Walking on Sunshine. Katrina oh and the Waves. Uh, and they still use that to this day oh, in commercials. It's just, yes, it's just... Oh, it, it's such a such a happy goddamn song. Right. It's a happy song. It's a fun song. Yeah, it's, you can't help but nod your neck. Yeah. Nod your head when you hear walking on. And that's like, it's like, oh, God, it's a, I'll go back even further. Yeah. with one. Black Betty by Ram Jam. It's such a, it's catchy. It's such a every time I think of that song. Now, I think of Ram Jam for the wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God, Randy uh, the Ram, Randy the Ram Robinson. Yeah. Uh, that's right. His finisher was the Ram Jam. Yeah, that's uh, which made no sense. Why did he come out to come on feel the noise? <laughs> couldn't get the rights. Or no, he came out the metal. House. Whatever. It couldn't get. He, they couldn't get the rights. Probably. They, okay, but because it, it would have been such a great thing for him to come out to Black Betty. Yeah, you know that song. Um, I, uh, how the fuck that ever got re- got re- that record didn't re- get released and escaped. Uh. Yeah. Oh, there's so many, so many at at around that time that were just not that good. Like, 
And I know I'm probably going to step on some toes here, but uh, uh, Fool for the City by Foghat? I'll agree. I I just, I, there's something, and and the one that gets derided that, for real, for real, but it's still, they're catchy. We built this city. Oh, yeah. Starship. After, well, that, I mean, the third iteration of the band. Yeah, I mean, you, you hear these songs, and you get a little bit, uh, and then it's like, you want to turn it? Nah, let it play. Let it play. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> let, let, let's stick on, on Starship for a minute. Yeah. Of course, they started their, their journey as the Jefferson Airplane mm-hmm. with great songs like White Rabbit. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. how can you, uh, you know, that's such an awesome song. And then they become Jefferson Starship mm-hmm. throughout the 70s and whatnot and into the early 80s. And they're still a pretty rocking band. You know, Grace Slick still had, had some things going on there. And then they become just plain old Starship. Yeah. And they release We Built This City. How the mighty have fallen. <laughs> You know, but I think that was a wonderful there. There were all these great periods in every decade. Yeah. That, you know, shit got thrown at the wall and it, it just got put on a repeat loop. Yeah. I mean, uh, here's another one that that falls in that same category. I want to know what love is by foreigner. Uh, yeah, I can I can say most arena rock for me sometimes is. You know, it's pretty repetitive. Yeah, I mean, I don't like Nazareth. Love hurts. Yeah, that one. I, that one. I could. I could go without ever hearing yeah, that again. But, but I won't turn it. Yeah, they're they. You know, you hear them and you know them, and and that's yeah, and that's I think like most even and we you know, I was made for loving you by Kiss. Oh God, horrible the, the, song. The, the yes, but my God, it's like you know. From those do 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 in the beginning of it, yeah. and just it sounds and it sounds great for an era. Yeah, if there's any disc, and I don't like disco much at all, that song I love. Yeah, I mean Gene's bassline. Yeah, I mean they they embraced. They did, and and they just held on to it, you know, non consensually. Now, now was that? Hang on, I we got to delve back into our freaking kiss deep dive um <laughs> who played drums on that was that still peter or was that car i don't have my notes i don't know i think it was still peter though uh, at least because credi- i thought they were still in the makeup at least credited yeah well eric did a couple albums in makeup too all uh, eric was on creatures I, of the night hmm, in makeup hmm wait what's out what album was that on uh that was on because i think creatures is when Peter was gone. Peter was gone at Creatures, officially. Yeah. But I think there's some stuff that he didn't play drums on before that. Maybe. But anyway, yeah, I Was Made for Loving You. That's a song, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's an earworm. Yes. You know, Kiss hopped on that disco train for a minute. Uh, Jesus, what's another, uh, since we're talking disco, um, Casey and the Sunshine Band. Oh, my God. I, do a little dance, uh, make a little love, get down tonight. Oh God, yep, that does like wedding songs. Mm-hmm. Play that funky music, white boy. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it, it, it's like if I'm listening to like I normally listen to Spotify in the car. Yeah, you know I, I just you know hit my like songs on Spotify. Spotify, or get Spotify. That's right. Sorry. Um, yeah, I normally listen to Spotify because I'm a <laughs> I'm not an uncultured swine like you. And only ha- I only have Pandora. But anyway, 
But if I'm like when I first get in the car to take the kids to school in the morning, I'll have ninety nine nine on mm-hmm. because I can't fucking stand the canned uh, syndicated morning shows. Yeah, like free beer and hot wings on ninety seven nine. Yeah, I don't listen to any of them. Or um, Rover on ZZO, <sighs> fucking atrocious. Yeah, fucking atrocious. I mean, the bear man is doing somersaults in his grave. Mm-hmm. But I'll listen to ninety nine nine. And if one of those songs come on, I don't turn it. But, you know, since we're talking about, you know, like 99.9, which is a classic rock station here. How weird is it to hear songs that we grew up with? And we, you know, on classic rock radio. I hate it. 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 Especially, I hate. I'm And, I, and I've dealt with this uh, personally, and it, it hurts every time. When my daughter's friends were all, you know, between like, you know, 17, 18, all that. Yeah. Right. We'll we'll listen to an oldie called Sweet Child of Mine. I know. Right. And and it's like, yo, yo, back, back it the hell up. Hey, exactly. You know, I, I dude, I hear it. I hear you. And it's like, it's like, oh, this song's really cool. Yeah. You know, there was a whole fucking genre of that. Yeah. (laughs) It's like. Well, you know, just a whole genre of that. That's another another genre that spouted a lot of really shitty songs that are super catchy. Yeah. Most of them power ballads for me. Yeah. And, oh, and there's some other ones that aren't that don't fit into the power ballad category mm-hmm. that I could think of. But let's go. Let's go down your rabbit. Well, hole I was thinking ballad. like extreme wholehearted. Yep. Wholehearted. <laughs> Not necessarily a power ballad, but I, I always thought it was. You know, Nuno Betancourt <laughs> wrote that song on the shitter. Uh, well, it's a lot of those songs. I mean, they were so the power ballad to me. They were so schmaltzy. Yeah. And so syrupy sweet. Well, like more than words. Yeah. That was another one that that just extreme. And yet they had some really good songs, too. Oh, God. That get, get the funk out. Yeah. Kitty go. Yeah. And, and all that all that other crap is. Oh, God. The power ballad. Yeah. And then, you know, you had bands like like fabulous bands that I absolutely mm-hmm. love to this day that got roped into the power ballad shit. Mr. Big. Yeah, everyone remembers her for to be with you. Right. Go back and listen to Addicted to That Rush mm-hmm. or Colorado Bulldog, you know, and, and look at the just the musicianship in that band. Yep. You've got Billy Sheehan on bass. You've got Paul Gilbert on guitar, um, Pat Torpe on drums and Eric Martin on vocals. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that it, it, it's it's in its own way a supergroup. Yep. And back when we were in school, I think Firehouse was the go-to prom uh, band. Yep. Love of a lifetime. Yep. Yep. Yeah. What was the letter one? All she wrote. Yep. Yeah. It was like yeah, but Firehouse. It was everybody like that was the song that was played at every prom right around our time. Yep. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> bye bye, baby. Bye bye. Yep. She said in a letter. Yeah. Ser- uh, super catchy, but super derivative, mm-hmm. like a lot of hair metal. A lot, a lot of hair bands. Poison built their career on it. Oh yeah, they. St- I think didn't they start it? Yeah. No, they w- built- was every rose like the first one. Or- they built the first wheel on the wagon. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they, uh, Ricky said it. Yeah. Or no, it was Brett that said yeah, that. Yeah, we built the first wheel in that fucking wagon. I think Motley built the first wheel on it. With Home Sweet Home? Home Sweet Home. It's hard. Yeah, it's. I know it wasn't quite right this time. 
No. Thank you. No, Quiet Riot. Well, because I don't know if you could classify Thunderbird as a power ballad. I don't, I don't think it was popular enough. It, I don't think it was either, but it's a beautiful song. Yeah. That one, that's just such a beautiful song. And, uh, you know, they, they wrote that about Randy Rhodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin wrote that about Randy Rhodes, and then shortly after that, Randy passed away. Mm. My God, the '80s were just rife with the the oh, songs yeah. that were were just catchy and all over the place. But it's like sometimes it's like, okay, I'm I'm done listening to that. I mean, Rick Rolling, Christ made a the internet made a career off of Rick Astley. Oh God, never gonna give you up. <laughs> yeah, and you know, the first time I heard that song, I thought it was a black guy. Yeah, well, I would have never thought it was a pasty ginger Brit. Yeah, I never. Yeah, those were songs. There was I did not really get into a lot of the 80s pop. Right. Until a little bit after, you know, S- same here. Um, Because I was listening. Well, I'm trying to because it's it's hard to just I mean, I was listening to Huey, Huey Lewis in the news. I that Huey Lewis, you know. That was always a guilty pleasure for me. I always I, loved Huey, Huey Lewis. I still love Huey Lewis. The, so the, do I. The man, the, you know, they, they, they had great songs for that era. But that's the kind of stuff, like Tom Petty. Yeah. You know, and and those songs were always like, that's kind of what I gravitated to. And it wasn't until a little bit later that I started getting into that, that like, you know, and De- well, Devo was like the one that like, you know, sparked everything. Yeah. You know, it was like, oh my God, this band is so freaking out there, you know. And uh, when I started listening to, you know, M, Pop, you know, all the one-hit wonders. Yeah. You know, but I wasn't into the one-hit wonders at the time. I think I got into them a little bit in the 90s when the 90s said, we we don't want to do good music anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll be the first one to admit, and I call people out on it now, but I will be the first one to admit, back in the day, I was a massive fucking gatekeeper. I've done it too much. Yeah, I've done that too. I think everybody goes to that phase. You know, but the thing is, I was kind of a hypocritical gatekeeper <laughs> because what are you listening to that for? I, you can listen to Slayer, right? <laughs> you know, shit like that. Where I still to this day have Huey Lewis and the News is four on vinyl. Yeah, I do too. I do. I have that one on vinyl as well. I, I, I Oh, and I have sports on vinyl too. Mm-hmm. And Huey Lewis in the news wrote great, catchy pop songs. Yes. Listen to Stuck With You. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Hip to be square. Great song. But my favorite Huey Lewis in the news song is one that doesn't get a whole lot of love. Hmm. Jacob's Ladder. Ah, oh, yeah. Love that song. Yep. Mine is, I think, the harder rock and roll. That's another earworm. Yeah. But it's a good earworm. Oh, yeah. The heart of rock and roll is still yeah. beaten in Cleveland. Yeah, I mean it's it's that's a beautiful song. It yeah. is. It's a great song. I'm trying to think of more good good, well, just '80s things that just like just slammed into your head. Billy Joel. Billy Joel's career in the mid '80s. Well, that um, what was that? Uh, still rock and roll to me. Still rock. And I roll. heard that song so many times. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's a great song. And my mom bought Glass Houses. So I mean I have that on vinyl. Awesome record. You awesome know. record. I you know I I'm hard pressed to find a true misstep from Billy Joel. I'm a huge Billy Joel fan. River of Dreams. In the middle, middle of the, of the night. night. <laughs> <laughs> well that was kind of when he was doing his uh he was like in his doo-wop phase. 
Yeah. Like stuff like Uptown Girl. Mm-hmm. A great song. But, you know, that, that, his doo-wop phase was even fun it, and, and catchy. It just may be because I, I, I never really cared for Allentown. I love the song. I I, I, I gotta admit, I, I love never it. I never really cared for it, and I think it was always just the way he kind of like sang it. Just it didn't work for me. Little pitchy dog. No, no, I'm not gonna say that. I mean, it's Billy Joel for Christ's sakes. But that that when he you know hey, 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 hey you know that oh the scales. I hate I hated that part of it. I, and that's solely depressing. It is. <laughs> it's such... it, if you listen, if you actually digest the lyrics, it is really depressing because it's yeah. about it's about the loss of you know the manufacturing sector in the Lehigh Valley, and the downfall mm. of the of the the Bethlehem Steel and all this other shit. And it it really is a depressing song. Yeah. But oh my god, is it a catchy? But I know that was one of the songs that me and you had kicked around when we were going to do our Pennsylvania Dutch covers. Yeah. Yeah, now we're living here in Allentown. And they're closing all the factories, Don. Um, yeah. yeah, that was that was on our, our Pennsylvania Dutch uh, covers list. Yeah, <laughs> before the Amish outlaws even thought of doing it. <laughs> but um, oh shit, what's another one? Elton John's got some stuff that's you know oh. just super El- catchy, but maybe not the best song. I don't know. I I I really am a I'm, I'm a huge fan of Elton John. Me too. I mean, me too. I. The only my my thing that I don't like is that um, he, I have his greatest hits album. Okay, and I'm blanking on which because it has all of all the the best songs on it. But there's one song missing off of it. I remember if it is Nikita or Empty Garden or Oh my God, I it's have... but it's one it's one of those songs that it's like how did you miss? You know? Yeah, and I can't remember which one it is. You know, I have actually. I know which one it is. It's Club at the End of the Street. That's the one that's not on it. Okay, Club at the End of the Street. Yeah, good song, great song. Yeah, but uh, you brought up Nikita. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I haven't heard that song in forever. Yep, that is such a great song. I mean, and and Sir Elton, you know, I, I, if the tickets weren't so bloody expensive, mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind going to see him on the oh. on the Farewell Yellow Brick Road tour. Yeah. Because he added a stop in Philadelphia. And rightfully so, Elton John's playing baseball stadiums. Mm-hmm. He's playing at Citizens Bank. Rightfully so. And if this is truly his send-off, hats off to you for a brilliant career. Yeah. I mean, Elton John just did amazing things all the way through. I don't think I could. And there probably are songs on that I don't like too much. Yeah. But I can't. I honestly can't think of one right now. Right. You know. Let's let's go in a, in a little different direction on these catchy songs that kind of suck. Mm-hmm. We started the show with the Humpty Dance. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna hit the nineties finally. Yeah, the Humpty Dance. <laughs> that I love that song. Oh, me too. Yeah, <laughs> and I can still sing the whole damn thing. Yeah, the that whole the whole album uh, Sex Packets was just was awesome. But the thing and and the the cool thing about Humpty Dance. Do you know the backstory? Not well. I, I not really. I just they I, they were writing the record in the fall of 1989. They were recording the record, okay, and that's when the big Bay Area earthquake happened during the World Series. Mm-hmm. And there was a reporter that was in the studio with them, and she started geeking out. So Shock G, Hank Shockley, 
Shock G puts on the nose and starts freestyling this Humpty Dance thing. Mm. And it became their only, like, super big hit. Yeah. And although although they did have a... The, the whole the album is is wonderful, but... Yeah, it, it, it's a good album, but they got overshadowed by the Humpty Dance. Yeah. You know, that, that song was a force of nature. Yeah, because that's all anybody wanted to hear. Right. Uh, well, didn't they... They did one for... Uh, for a Dan Aykroyd film. They did one for a soundtrack to a Dan Aykroyd film. Was that Nothing But Trouble? I think so. The uh, The movie was Nothing But Trouble. Yeah. Yeah. It might have been. The Dan Aykroyd, Chevy Chase. Yes. Demi Moore. Oh, God. And John Candy. Yep. Oh, that movie was a turd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And with a cast like that, and they laid a fucking stinker. Yeah. <laughs> but it, uh, since we're in 90s hip hop, that there is a, a discussion in and of itself of like one hit wonder earworms that really sucked. I'm trying. To th- I'm trying to think of some. That Crisscross. Jump. jump. See, did it suck? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't too bad. It was horrible. Honestly. And I know it's 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 a big thing in rap and hip hop. Where it seems like almost every song, Eminem's famous for this too, and I like Eminem, but every song you got to tell me who you are and what you're about. You could what one song, man? Just it's you don't got to tell me every time who you are. Well, N.W.A. did it. That's what I mean. It was like this thing. It's like we we always have to say like you know you know who we are, you know, and like you know, and they inter- like reintroduce themselves every time. You know who never really did that though is Public Enemy. I think they had a few that they had a couple, yeah. but not every song. It's it, yeah. I know it's just you know because I think and Eminem like he's it. There his songs are constantly self-referential. Yeah. About like who he is and how he acts and what he's like and all well, that. Well, think about it. And, <laughs> the first song he ever, the first song Eminem song that was really unleashed on the masses was what Slim Shady. Hi, my name is. Yeah. Yeah. It was, was, my name is. Yeah. And that's a fucking brilliant song. It is. uh, Both versions of it. Yeah. I I mean, I I can't say a bad word about Eminem. I absolutely. Oh, I I like, I like it what he does too. I mean, it's, he, he, he played, he was the rap version of Limp Bizkit for the Angry Youth. Yeah, yeah. Now that you think about it, yeah, it was like somebody needed someone that was the aggression there, and you had Limp Bizkit on the rock side, you know. And I'll quote that rock side, <laughs> yet, and you had Eminem on the other side, being you know, and there was you know the the angry white youth because, you know, in the nineties they had so much to be angry about. <laughs> oh dear God, dear. I know it's it's hard to even say that with a straight face. I mean, now now granted. It's, it's, <laughs> Granted, Eminem didn't yes. have the best, uh, you know, have the best childhood. Yeah. I'll give you that. Oh, yeah. So well, Eminem's yeah. got some, uh, you know, he's got reason to be angry. Yeah. I don't know much about Fred Durst. <laughs> I don't want to know much about Fred Durst. Uh, That's a motherfucker right there that wrote some catchy shit that sucks. I, yeah, and I, Roland, I love Roland. I hate it when The Undertaker used that as his theme. I, I, that's what I loved when he used it as his theme. I hated it. Yeah, it's like, and Roland I liked. I like break stuff. There was a period in my life that that whole, I kind of glossed over new metal a little bit. Yeah. That 
it wasn't much my thing, but still I sat and I listened to a corn album. I listened to, you know, Limp Bizkit. I listened to Papa Roach and all that stuff. And it was like, it's, it's, it's passable as music, you know, but it's like, everybody's so angry. <laughs> Bite your tongue. What? Corn is passable. Corn is Corn is one of my favorite no, no. live acts. I know, but I mean, everybody was so angry at that time. Oh, okay, yeah. All the music dude, was just angry. You want to hear angry and you want to hear angry and just raw guttural emotion. On the first Corn album, the last song, Daddy. Mm-hmm. Have you ever listened to it? I probably have, yeah. Um, Ross Robinson, who is the producer of that record, at the end of it, it's uh, it's basically Jonathan Davis asking his father why he didn't stop him from being abused. Mm-hmm. You know, because Jonathan Davis was sexually assaulted as a child by a babysitter. And the song Daddy is about that. Okay. And at the end of the la- uh, at the end of the take, Ross Robinson lets the tape run. And it's John Davis just sobbing and wailing in the vocal booth. It is one of the most gut-wrenching mm. fucking things you've ever heard in your life. Mm. If you have the, if you, uh, well, you have Pandora, fucking heathen. Um, you have you you have a way to listen to the song. I, oh, Daddy. definitely. Oh, definitely. Check I, it out. Yeah. It's unfucking real. Mm. That is like the most. Uh, and and new metal had a lot of emotion. Be it, you know, never mind the fact that it was all angry and all you know you know, yeah. aggressive. That song is just fucking mm. raw guttural emotion. Yeah. Now the now the opposite of the angry, you had Crazy Town. Oh God. <laughs> come my lady, come come my butterfly. Lady. You my butterfly sugar baby. Yeah. A band that got signed without ever playing <laughs> a fucking show. Yeah. I mean that is one that you it comes on and you know the song instantly and it yeah. just it will stick in your head. Yeah. And, and and how many how many different names did their lead singer go by? I'm not even years? sure. Honestly, I only knew him for the one, you know, they had the gift the, the gift the game album and that was all I knew him by. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was uh, he was credited as Shifty Shellshock. <laughs> and then he was Shifty Seth Binzer and then just Seth Binzer and then just Shifty, you know, but you're right, butterfly that comes on. You know that some bitch immediately. Yep. Now, I'm going to preface this next one. So I want you, y'all, listen up. Here's the story about a little guy that lives in a blue world, and all day and all night, and everything he thinks, he says, just blue inside and outside. Blew his house with his blue little window and a blue Corvette. now there is one that will get stuck in your head rent free and stay there and camp out you're welcome jim (laughs) as soon as you as soon as you started it i knew right where you were fucking going oh jesus christ Here's another one that'll that'll get stuck in your head rent free. Yeah. And I personally I don't like them. I think they're terrible. Mm-hmm. Um it's music for guys who take gym selfies and commit date rape. Oh, this is I think I know what band, but go ahead. There's two of them. Yeah. Ooh ah 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 ah. Come on, get down with the sickness. <laughs> 
I fucking hate Disturbed. <laughs> okay, they're they're a slightly more acceptable version of Five Finger Death Punch. Yeah, it's the same you know fan base essentially. Yeah, it's it's the same fan base essentially. Like, um, couple of uh, a while ago, my sister posted on Facebook about somebody rolling into the parking lot with uh, a big lifted truck. Uh, you know, guy coming in with a big lifted truck. And I said to Amber, he was either blaring, uh, I guess it had a Confederate flag in the back, and, you know, typical shit for this na- area, mm-hmm. right? And I said, I'll bet you he was either blaring Five Finger Death Punch or uh, I, I, some bro country guy. Funny thing is, he was blasting said bro country guy on the way in the fucking parking lot and five finger dick punch on the way out. <laughs> How accurate. Oh, man. But yeah, Disturbed, they write really catchy songs that absolutely fucking blow. I kind of like Disturbed. You're entitled I, to I your know, opinion. I, I mean... Now, another one, and I always go on the happy side. Okay. On the happy side, Len. Len. Steal my sunshine. Why? <laughs> Just why? The Canadian guys that did a video that looked like they were in California. Yes. But still, it's it was one of those nice, happy catchies. Mm-hmm. It was. It was a nice, happy catchy. Uh, here's one terrible song, but you can't unhear it. Once there was a boy who... <laughs> My brain automatically takes that to the Weird Al Yankovic parody. Really? Yes, because it's, it's funnier, and it's about Tanya Harding. And <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard the Weird Al parody. Headline news, it's called. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. But uh, what, what were they called? The Crash Test Dummies. Yes, the Crash Test Dummies, who that baritone, they it thought would be the next big thing, and nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Next. Yeah, nobody wanted to hear it. One that always makes me happy, but has absolutely no. I couldn't even tell you any of the lyrics of the song. Mbop. Oh God, that that's another one. It's stuck in your head. Yeah, and but I don't know any of the lyrics of the song, but you hear it, and it's just like ah, you just want to just you know, I'm in a good mood now. Yep. You dip. You start dipping your shoulder a little bit. Yep. You know. Mbop. And that's all anybody knows about it. Right. I couldn't tell you lyric one other than mbop. Yeah, exactly. And I, maybe there are no lyrics to it. I, I don't I don't know. No. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Here's one for you. And you and I both love this song. <laughs> but it's fucking horrible. Informer. <laughs> yep. That's <laughs> I I remember when I bought that album. Oh God. It's like that see, that was those are the days. Those were the days when I could have just I wanted to punch record executives in the mouth <laughs> because there was no there was no streaming. Right. There was no preview. There was none of that. And it was a few years before the wall had put up listening stations where you right. get a sample of every little something you, you know, you scan the barcode. So it's like, oh, here's this song informer. I'm going to buy the album. Now I have a single and like 11 songs I'm never going to hear again. Right. A white guy from Canada mm-hmm. that you th- that sounds like a Rastafarian, mm-hmm. and but his flow was incredible. Oh, amazing! Yeah, great song, Informer. 
The yep. one MC Shine and the one Daddy Snow. We get together, it's a tornado. Yeah, it was. It's a it's a great song, and and for its time, it was just exactly what. Yeah, you know, it, every you know, it was perfect for its time, but it didn't do much after that. No. Uh, well, you got here's another guy, and he's had a decent career other than other than the one I'm going to mention, but everybody knows him for one song. Sir Mix-a-Lot with Baby Got Back. Oh, yeah, that's a shame. Mix-a-Lot's got some great stuff. Yeah, out and that, that that's a shame that that's the song that he just gets tackled with. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, but uh, think about think about the rap scene at that time. Mm. Uh, and even a little bit before that. Let's go back to the early 90s rap scene with uh, delicious vi- with the delicious vinyl imprint. Mm-hmm. When you had guys like Tone Loke. Ah, that's the one that'll get stuck in your head. Thank you, Eddie Van yeah. Halen. Well, two songs for the price of one, too. Yeah. I mean, Funky Comedina and, and Wild Thing are the same damn song. Yeah. And uh, a- sampling ain't talking about love. Mm-hmm. You know, thank you, Mr. Eddie Van Halen. But those songs put Tone Loke on the map. Yep. And you never heard from him again. Mm-hmm. And even more so, one that gets stuck in your head, Young MC with Bust a Move. Oh, yeah. You know, you know it instantly as soon as you hear it. Mm-hmm. And it's a great song. It is. It's it's a great catchy song, but if you look at it on the quality of the song, it's really not that good. Yep. Kind of like Baller. <laughs> that, that would still get Skilo. Yeah. And a tag team. Whoop! There it is. <laughs> oh my god! Oh fuck! I. You know what? I completely forgot about that song until they brought it back for the commercial. Now I rem- I I remembered it better, for, and it's, it's still something I do in the super. I, it's it's one of those. It's how I knew I turned into like having dad jokes. Yeah. When we're me and the kids are in the supermarket, and we're in the soup soup. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all from like uh, uh, bring it on down to Homesville from hey. Justin Timberlake on SNL. Yes. Oh. <laughs> uh. Shit! Now you brought up tag team, so now I have I have to go to the Baja Men. Oh, it's such a terrible song, it, but it sticks in your head. And you know, and and once I found out it, the song was not actually about like actual canines, it was a song saying who let, who let all the ugly girls in the club. Right. That's that's hard, man. That's hard. For those who don't know, that's we're talking about who let the dogs out. Yeah. By the Baja Men. Yeah. Dear God, why? <laughs> Just why? Man, I mean, and when, and if anybody likes to sit there on their high horse and say, ah, music nowadays is terrible, not like a bullshit, bullshit. Think about this. Every decade had a lot of crap in it. Yeah. <laughs> I point you to Exhibit C, Macarena by Los Del Rio. Oh, God. Oh. You know, uh, before that song hit in the States, I was actually dancing the Macarena <laughs> at the NCO club at Fort Davis, Panama. Uh, that So Fort Dav- we closed down Fort Davis in 1995. Mm-hmm. Early 95, we shut down Davis. So late 94, <laughs> early 95, I, was already, I already had heard the Macarena. And that didn't pop here until what, 96, 97? Yeah. Yeah, uh, we were ahead of the curve on that one. Um, I wish the curve would have passed me by, but you can't unhear that song. No, I don't know. I don't know how songs like that kind of slip through. 
I really don't sometimes. I don't know either. It's like they become this this huge bang popular and all of a sudden it's just like everybody's doing a dance, everybody's doing a thing, it's all over the place and then it turns up on VH1's Best of the 90s. Yeah. Here's 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 uh, another one from the 80s. It's not that great of a song, but you'll never unhear it and it gets stuck in your head. Walk like an Egyptian by the Bangles. That was not too bad. It's not terrible. I think I think the funny thing is that only anybody remembers about that song is Susanna Hoff and her lyrics. Everybody everybody took a turn on the song. But hers are the ones that talks about the cops and the donut shops and all that. Are, and hers are the ones that always seem to get. And she did the whistling right after hers. Yeah. And it's like all the rest of the lyrics seem to go away. That one gets on my on my mix on Pandora every so often. <laughs> I, I, you know what? If if the bangles ever pop up on my on my mix, I don't get walk like an Egyptian. I get manic Monday. OK, great song. I love that song. My, my favorite is Hazy, Hazy Shade of Winter. Hazy Shade is, of Winter is a good song. Is you know that just personified it? There was like a changing of the guard at that point between eighties and nineties music. Yeah, well, it's a, that's a cover song, but doesn't matter. But it's a great song. <laughs> uh, who originally did Hazy Shade of Winter? I have no idea. I have. There, I, I want to say the Mamas and the Papas. There, there's a lot of them out there that I I swear sometimes I don't know it's a cover before I see it's a cover. Right. Right. You know, and I just. I, I just like the version so much. You know. Like Disturbed Sound of Silence. Oh, oh fuck you. Gosh, wow. There was venom on that. There didn't need to be venom on it. Oh, there was lots of lots of uh it says here Simon and Garfunkel. Oh yeah. Well that makes sense. They yeah. did they did make excellent songs. Yeah, Simon and Garfunkel did. Okay. It's... Here's to you, Mrs. Robinson. Yep. Kick Tracy did that one too. Yes, they did. Yeah. Uh, so did the Lemonheads. Yeah. Uh, I like Kick Tracy's better. Lemonheads were... Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, Lemonheads weren't bad. But back to what you were doing, <laughs> what you said while I'm trying to look up something. Disturbed's version of a, of The Sound of Silence. Since we brought up <laughs> Simon and Garfunkel. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, to quote Ford Fairlane, you're killing rock and rape and roll. But it was... but it. And to quote Chris Stilatino, but it's good. <laughs> oh, shit. I can't believe you invoked the name Stilatino. God. Valhalla in the house. Oh. No, it's... No, Disturbed's version of Sound of Silence is not good. That's like saying Five Finger Dick Punch's version of Gone Away is good. Oh, I thought we were going to say Bad Company, which is also good. Huh? It's, it's passable. It's... <clears throat> It's passable. We're never going to. But I love I love foreigner. So we're never going. to. And I love bad. What am I saying? I love bad company. We're never going to agree on some of that stuff. Oh, no, 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 no. But I will fight anyone who thinks that um, their version of Gone Away is any is better than the Offspring's original version or in any way. Oh, you're talking the Offspring. I'm not going to say it's bad. The Offspring did just that was that was a soundtrack of my life, man, dude. But gone away. Well, shit. There's a song. It may not be the best song in the world, but it's a fuck you. It's a great song. You'll you'll never unhear it. Come out and play by the. Opposite. Oh yeah, that's an awesome song. You know, you, you you still can. There are certain phrases like you know if you you know at work we still do it. You know when we say hey, you, you gotta, gotta keep, keep them separated. separated. 
It's like you just say it, and it's like you immediately want to go back to the song. Right. And you'll even say it in the cadence of the song. You got to keep them separated. Yep. That's That was uh, just iconic. And it's, I thought it was a really good song. That was when, um, what's the lead singer's name? Oh, God. Dexter. Dexter, yes. Dexter Holland. When he had when he had his dreadlocks. Yes. <laughs> Dr. Dexter yeah. Holland. Yeah, it was it wasn't until a few, uh, albums later, but it's still all all their albums are like, and I know they get they get a lot of hate on the internet. I've seen it. Oh, yeah. for stuff like you know, hit that and all that. And, yeah, and uh, uh, pretty fly for a white guy gets yeah. shit on. Yeah, they get shit on a lot, but my God, it's good stuff. Yeah, and and you'll never yeah. unhear pretty fly for a white guy. No, that's another song that just sticks in your head. Yeah, you know, uno dos tres cuatro cinco cinco seis. Yep. And I know that I remember, I remember hearing that kids were getting, well, par- parents were alerted to that song, because it has a a lyric in it about kick his lily ass. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like well, that's not that's if that's the worst you're gonna hear in one of your kids' songs, you're lucky. I know, now, right? Because there's a few songs that now I don't know if you've heard of these songs. If you didn't, you can Google them later. Um, but a song by uh, Aiken Line. Uh, put it in your mouth. <laughs> no, never heard that one. We'll play it after the show. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, when I was working back in. Uh, oh, oh, hang on. Hang on. Yeah. If you want to go since you're going in that direction. Yeah. And we brought up mix a lot earlier. Yeah. Put them on the glass. I've never heard of that one. It's about. Oh. In fact, you hear him saying in the beginning, put your titties on the glass. <laughs> Slow down. Put them on the glass. You know, wanting to see a girl flash in a car. Oh man! So, yeah, there's there's a couple a couple songs like that that are just, you know, see low, forget you. Oh no 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 no! That's not forget you. That's fuck you. Yeah, Snacky used to cover that. That's it's a bad song. That's a great song. It no it now where we're talking about it's 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 okay. a catchy song. It's a catchy song with with pretty terrible lyrics. Oh, well, it come on. You, you, it's about that. a gold digger. Yeah, yes. It's it, about a gold digger. Uh, we're not defending these songs or deriding them. They're songs that we kind of enjoy. Oh, but we, but we know they're shit. Oh, I absolutely love that fucking song. <laughs> I love CeeLo's Fuck You. That's a great song. <laughs> in, in my opinion. I, I did not know originally that he was Gnarls Barkley either. Yep. And... Another band that, oh, it's now this is this. I'm going to do a twofer because it's pretty much the same band. Okay, but uh, Blur song two. All right, is 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 kind of awful. And I know where you're going. And the Gorillas, <laughs> feel good ink. Yep, is it's it's a catchy damn song. And Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood, I like, but but feel good with that that bass line. Do 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 do. Now, which one is, I ain't happy, I'm feeling that, that glad, Clint Eastwood. I got sunshine. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's Clint that's Eastwood. Like, that's like, has that only, and then it's and then it goes into rap. Yes. You know? Yeah, that's all Damon Albon. Yeah, it's like, man, that's that whole, but all the stuff the gorillas did is so weird. Yeah. But, but you can't stop listening to it when it starts up. Here's another one. Cumbersome by Seven Mary Three. Oh, yeah. Not the, not a great song. Ugh. Yeah, but that that was right around that that whole post. I think they were post grunge era, weren't they? Yeah, that was a little bit after the fact, but it was almost like a happier grunge. Yeah, 
Uh, and, but one hit wonder. Yeah. You never heard of Sarah, Seven Mary Three again. No. And then, um, well, uh, Bush was right on the backs of that with like glycerin Gli- and machine head. Okay. Now, I, I will. I'll have to disagree with you with Bush. I think the quality of Bush's songs is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're super catchy. But I think they're good songs. I don't think they really fit into what we're talking about. Okay. Okay. I'll retract. Well, I, I mean, you're you're entitled to your opinion. <laughs> But um, am I? Yes. I want that in writing. <laughs> <laughs> You're entitled to your opinion. But, as, you know, having played Bush's songs in so many bands, mm. everything Zen, Glycerin, yeah, Machine I, Head. I agree. I, you know, they're just really well-crafted songs. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I, I mean, what what the hell was I thinking? Because, you know, I was actually almost going to I was going to go in kind of that same direction. I was going to go to No Doubt. Yeah, well, but no doubt writes quality music. Some of it, come on, Hollaback Girl. Yeah, I'll give you that. That it's a, that's an earworm, but it kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, but if you go back to the Tragic Kingdom album, mm. um, Spiderwebs. Oh yeah, just a girl. Mm-hmm. Those are awesome. Written, oh yeah, well written was... songs. Don't speak. Mm-hmm. They are. Those are all really good songs. I'm trying. I, there's not a lot of like. I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say anything about the breeders or the cranberries or, because uh, all that stuff was really was really good for its time. Oh yeah, four oh. non blondes though. Oh. And, eh, what's going on is, and Edie Brickell, with what I am, uh, was well, uh, uh, Edie Brickell, earworm. But that's not a good song. That is just not a good song. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you brought up four non-blondes. I, I remember what I used to call them back in the day. Four no-talents. Four non-talents. Yeah. Yep. It's a- that song, it's an earworm, and it stood the test of time, but it's fucking trash. Mm-hmm. Here's one that it doesn't really fit, and I wish I wish she would have had a, a bigger career. Lisa Loeb, Stay. Mm. That's a beautiful song. Yeah, Lisa Loeb. It's funny she didn't have much of a career, yet everybody knows her. Yeah, you know it's like like almost like Susan Vega too. It's like they're yeah. they're known for one or two things, but are still known all over the place. Right. Here's the thing with uh, Lisa Loeb. Mm-hmm. She's married to Dweezil Zappa. Okay. Um. She did a cover of "Goodbye to Romance." Wow. And Dweezil plays the guitar, plays mm. guitar on it. Check that out. I have to, I'll have to check that. That out. is a fucking amazing cover. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a big fan of Lisa Loeb. I thought she should have had a bigger career, you know. And uh, you know, Edie Brickell got her break because she was banging Paul Simon. No. Yeah. I don't. Th- there all there was a lot of music back then that the turned up. Everybody was being experimental. With all that shit, and it's like people were throwing everything to the wall, and her thing, the folk music, so was making a comeback. Uh, who uh, who else could you put into you know the categories like other shit that uh, it's trash, but you know it instantly from that time frame. From that time frame, I'm not sure. Well. Or shit. Let's go at any time. Let's keep just keep going on any time. Here's a little song I wrote. Oh God, Bobby McFerrin. <laughs> Don't worry, be happy. Yes. Yeah, you'll never unhear that. Yes. You'll never unhear that. And he did everything. Oh. On his yes. own. Yes, and which is talented. 
Yeah, a guy's amazing. But I wish, I wished, I really wish at the time they would push more songs on people. Yeah. You know, keep things in the rotation. Keep things fresh. You know? And they just, uh, they, they, they would give one song, here you go, and we'll never hear from this person again. Right. Well, I mean, back in back in the Dorney Park days when we worked there, <laughs> and it was called The Laser. Ah, The Laser. And it was sponsored by what is now B104. Yep. But it was Laser 104 because mm-hmm. they made the big deal that all their music was on CD. Is that the reason they called The Laser? Yes. I didn't know that. Because ZZO was still using, uh, you know, vinyl. Mm. And a lot of the other stations were still using vinyl. B104, Laser 104, was all on CD. Mm -hmm. And, oh, we're all on CD. It's lasers. And it's a fucking top 40 station. (laughs) So when I worked at Laser Games. Oh, my God. All I heard was a constant stream of top 40 garbage. <laughs> I hated it. Oh, 8990 well, no, no 89, had some really good top top 40. There was some good top 40 back then. Yeah, there was. You know, but you, you had you had, you know, uh wait, I'm thinking of it. I I I get his last name. Donnie Osmond, Soldier of Love. Oh uh, god. <laughs> uh, I hate you so much. I I fucking hate you. I I subscribe to the Time Life uh, collection, and I remember Soldier of Love was one. I think one of the first CDs, one of the first uh, on the first CDs I got. Here's one. <laughs> here's one that'll that'll spark memories of those of that era of music, and you'll never get it out of your head. Anything, and I mean anything, by Paula Abdul. Oh, I love Paula Abdul. No, never mind. I didn't like Rush off the second album. Really? That's one of the few that I actually Yeah, Rush enjoyed. Rush I didn't like, but I mean, oh my god, that first album was so awesome. Straight up now, Tammy, do you really want to love me forever? Oh, oh, oh. Yep. See, even I know it. Yes, it's aw- but the whole album was awesome. I mean, that was just she just, I mean, cold-hearted. Oh shit, I forgot about that one. Yep. Where and and I know that more than a few people took that as like, hey, that's me. No, it's not a good thing. Not a good thing. <laughs> it's a, oh, it's, he's the lover boy at play. He don't play by rules. Yeah. Oh God. I, I fuck. I still remember that. Yeah. I mean, that was I, and that was right that era, top forty. You know, you'd hear it constantly. Oh, and another one. Uh, same ish time frame. Debbie Gibson. Ah, I just was. I just was listening to her today. Out of the blue came on on my Pandora station. Out of the blue. Well, it was only in my dreams from Out of the Blue. Okay, okay, only in my dreams because I don't remember the song Out of the Blue, but I do remember only in my yeah, dreams. Out of the Blue was the album okay. before Electric Youth, which I own in vinyl. So. Oh shit! <laughs> uh, what what the hell else? Uh, there's another one that I'm thinking of. Um, I think we're alone now by Tiffany. Yep. Yes, that's a cover. Yes, a '60s song. But yeah, oh my God, that's a song that will never, ever leave your head. Mm-hmm. It's a garbage song. Well, I mean, technically, yeah, but I mean, it was just, it was a song that we just happened to, you know, our formative years. Yeah. You know, so it's like we can't get rid of those. They, they're forever in yeah. our heads. Here's one, and I know you're going to agree that this is a shit song. 
but you can't stop listening to it. Eddie Murphy's party all the time. I love party all the time. And you know that you know that I send you pictures whenever it plays on my station. That is such an awesome song. <laughs> that's Rick James at his worst. Oh my God. That's such a great song. Somebody said, Eddie, you, Eddie, you're a great comic. You're a great actor, but you ain't going to Tri- make no music. Triple threat, man. He's a triple threat. And Eddie said, hold my beer. It's a triple threat. And my God, it's an awesome video. That, it's awesome. Just cause Rick James, is it's, in it's, it. it's, it's an, it's an awesome song. You know, and it's I th- I think it's awesome. And uh, you know what? It's not it's not like written like uh, poetry. No, you know, it's not it's not written like from I I can't imagine anybody sitting there and putting my true feelings. This is my emotion on says no. We're just gonna write this. You know. Yeah. You know, pass pass me the line, Eddie. <laughs> it's like cocaine's a hell of a drug. Yeah. It's like. But oh my god, I I love party all the time, and 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 Eddie will not talk about it. No, he won't. Uh, but I mean, to, to be completely honest, there was you know several bass players who influenced my decision to purchase my Rickenbacker. Mm-hmm. Let me kill Mister Chris Squire, Paul McCartney. One of them that influenced it was Rick fucking James. Listen to the bass line of Super Freak. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. It was so awesome, somebody stole it. Oh, many times. <laughs> That's been loot. You stole somebody's record and you looped it. You looped it. it. Yeah, I mean, it's... Oh, my God, yeah. Rick James. Rick James, listening to Rick James stuff is like listening to an era unfold. Yes. The, uh, he was... He was... You know, uh, what did he call himself? Uh... You, grandmaster of funk, mm-hmm. you know, and Rick James had you know great shit. Rick James had some really great shit. Yep, you know, um, uh, the closest you can get from actually getting in a time machine to the seventies is put on Rick James. That's right. You, you ain't shitting. Yep, put on a Rick James record. Oh man, hang. Since we kind of went down the rabbit hole of. Uh, Actors trying their hand at being musicians. Uh-huh. Don Johnson, Heartbeat. Yep. Horrible song. <laughs> yeah, not even one that sticks in your head, though. I actually have a John Schneider album. Uh, I'm not surprised to hear that. I, I inherited it. I, I was going to say, knowing your mother, <laughs> I'm not surprised to hear that. And you know what? I'm, I did meet John Schneider at a, at a car show, uh-huh. and I got my General Lee signed. Right. I wish... I had that album that day. I truly, I would give anything to have him sign that album just for the fact that you have to remember you did this. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, fuck. John Schneider. Here, uh, here's, this one's actually, I love the song. I will never turn it off. It's on my light songs on Spotify. <laughs> You're not well, getting any money for that, you know. No, but 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 our podcast platform is owned by Spotify. You you really think they give a shit? Hey, I gotta find it. I gotta try to get some sponsorship somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Your karate class costs money. Propylactics cost money. <laughs> this is a song. I, it's it's a tr- it's a horrible song. It's really a horrible song. But I know every lyric to it, and I will never turn it off. She's Like the Wind by Patrick Swayze. See, I, don't, I know this song, but I don't 
know know it. Oh, I will never turn that song off. Yeah, it, there's there's a lot. I don't know, and you know what? It's it that's celebrity. Well, there's more than I mean. I know Vicky Lawrence did "Lights Out in Georgia." Yeah. Um. Bruce Willis did an album, "Return of Bruno." Well, he did a couple albums as Bruno. I, um. Uh, ah, fuck. The guy what was married to uh. Guy what was married to Angelina Jolie for a while. Brad Pitt. No, Billy Bob Thornton. Okay. Billy Bob Thornton has a musical career. He's so dedicated to that shit that if he's doing media appearances promoting his music, he will absolutely not talk about his acting career. Yeah, I've I've seen some of his uh, his interviews. He he's very focused on one, and he gets pissed off if you if you veer. Oh my god, he gets. I've seen him like absolutely lose his shit. But uh, here's another one for you, and I don't know if you were ever a fan if if. If your mom ever watched General Hospital. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I, that was just a staple in my house. Mine, too. My grandmother watched General Hospital all the every day. All right. Missy watches it every day. Oh, God. What the hell is his real name? The guy that played Frisco Jones. Okay, I don't know. Real Jack names. Wagner. I Jack Wagner. Why does that sound familiar? Lady of my heart. No, no, no. I'm thinking. No, I'm probably thinking of, of, of uh, the guy that did heart to heart. No, no, I'm, I'm trying to think. Is that was that a Wagner? Yeah, that was Robert Wagner. Okay, so I knew the name Wagner. Right. No, Jack Wagner. He played uh, Frisco Jones. Okay. On General Hospital back in the day, and he had a couple of of hits uh, that are trash, but oh, Felicia's Love. Yes, yes, yes. Lady of My Heart, and what the hell was the other one? <laughs> uh, I could, I could fucking, I could. Hang on, I'm gonna have to do this. Indulge me. Kissing you is not what I had planned, but now I'm not sure, sure, just where I stand. All I need. <laughs> that one will get stuck in your head. And yes, I know all the fucking lyrics. Hey, you know it's it's bad. It's it's sometimes. That's what lives in our heads worse sometimes. It between the random trivia, uh huh, and the song lyrics. But you walk to the kitchen, and what would I come in here for? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what am I doing here? <laughs> it's like, okay, now I got to walk out and then I got to come back in and hopefully I remember what I walked in for the first time. Right. Right. <laughs> but I can, but I can tell you every lyric to the Humpty dance. Yeah. <laughs> that was my go-to karaoke song. I love that. You song know what my karaoke. go-to karaoke is? Mm. Jump around by house of pain. <laughs> That's see. Now there's a bad one. That is a terrible song. I don't, but I, I love it. Oh, I, I, I was yeah. There was a lot of songs about jumping at a certain time. Yeah, it was like everybody needed to jump. Right, jump around, jump around, <laughs> jump up, jump up, and get down. <laughs> See now, f- funny story. You, you well to me it was funny. You <laughs> might have had to have been there. Um, Nick Massington. Yeah, um, I would be always invited to the parties at his house. Okay. And Nick, when Nick throws a fucking party, Nick throws a fucking party. Food, DJ, booze, everything you could want. He did a, a graduation party for his son and his daughter. Um, Dylan had graduated from college. Shannon had graduated from college and was getting ready to go to law school. Mm-hmm. And he has a party at the house. And this guy gets up, and he's got... Uh, Nick, of course, has a DJ there and doing karaoke. 
And this guy gets up and does a bad rendition of something and then says, let's see anybody top that. With that, everybody at the fucking table I'm sitting at looks at me. (laughs) Okay, challenge accepted. So I go up and I do Jump Around by House of Pain, right? And the guy wants to hand me lyrics. I'm like, no, I got it. I just, (laughs) on the screen, when I see the cue, I'm good, right? And I went into full performance mode because the dude, I'll give the guy credit, he had good wireless mics. I'm out working the crowd as I'm (laughs) singing Jump Around. That That was some fun shit. And the guy's like, huh, ooh, that's, ooh, that's what happens when you've been a singer in bands as long as me. There you go. Try. Yeah, you're 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 addicted to the 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 adulation. Pretty much. I need to have all eyes on me. Oh God, I, I, it's I've I've played in what was the biggest rock club in our area many times. Mm-hmm. I've played at Crocodile Rock many times, and I've opened for national tours at Crocodile Rock. Okay, as a bassist, as a singer. I've, you know, I've done a lot of shit at Crocodile Rock. And let me tell you, there is nothing, nothing that feels like having a room full of people staring at you, hanging on your every word and getting into what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It, it's a fucking drug, man. And I, 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 I would love to have Blood Clot get out and play more. You know, I would love to do more shows, but. You know, the reality of it is, yeah, <laughs> I'm pushing 50 and I'm the youngest guy. I'm 47 and I'm the youngest guy in the band. Yeah. Well, also, the scene is not and the scene isn't what it used to be. Yeah. What what it could be. Yeah. What exactly what it could be. We could go to I mean, we could go play a jabbers again and see mm-hmm. if a fucking skull gets stolen off stage again. Well, you guys just got to make a YouTube video. Just make YouTube videos. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, you know, I mean, all these bands that I mean, um, there's one called I think the the Broken Peaches or something like that. Okay, um, it's an all it's a well female four female singers, and then three band members, and they do just songs on the internet. That one hell I'll be in good company. Yeah, you know I forget, but my God, they just like just flooded the internet with their songs. Yeah, I actually um, I don't know if I showed you the video. We uh, we. Red Shirt, Black Shirt released a video of our cover of Halloween. Yeah, you did show me that. Okay. Now, we're getting, we're in the pre-production, kind of in the pre-production and writing phase of our next rec- of our mm-hmm. next album. And I had suggested to Brad and Tyler that we should shoot some footage while we're in the studio and put together a proper video for a couple of songs. Mm-hmm. You know, just not a, I, I think it's, a, I think it would be fun to do. Oh, I'm. Now with the technology now, I mean, you could just do so much. Yeah, well, Brad did our Halloween video. Yeah, and I've seen what you guys did with the um, with the, the Haunt in yeah. that little video package. Yeah. I mean, we're standing there in the line. I'm like, I know that guy. I know who that is. I know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> we did. Uh, well, that was stuff that we all we all shot that all guerrilla style. Yeah. You know, um, and I have a really good digital camcorder. Chuck yeah. has several. Oh, my God. Nowadays, I mean, I think. I think even if you shot things lo-fi, people would be like, oh, good retro filter. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. They they wouldn't even appreciate this, like, the aesthetic at this point. Right. But... Uh, do it. Do it. Oh, I I, I would like to. 
But like I said, I would I would like to put some put some stuff out. And we actually were talking since you brought the horn up. Mm-hmm. We were actually talking about producing some content in the off season. You know, just you know, every once you know, throw out some stuff, get together, come up with a plan, shoot a little movie, put it out. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the creepiest things out there. If you want to shoot a movie, bearing someone's uh, up to their their neck in the dirt. And be menacing around them. Who are we burying? Well, I don't care who you bury. The point is, it's creepy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not volunteering for that one. I'm just saying, you know. Oh, Jim, we have a role for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, okay, let's get back on track. Okay, right. let's get back on track. What's something else that uh, it, it sucks, but it's instantly recognizable and sticks in your head? Opa Gangnam style. <laughs> oh dear God, yes, <laughs> yes, all yes. That that kind of music. That I mean, there was a bu- there was actually a bunch of them from I don't know how many people like remember like the Numa Numa guy and early internet stuff. Yeah, but but that stuff just gets stuck in your head where you have to hear the whole, you want to hear the whole song. Yeah. yeah, you know. But to be completely honest, I've never had the urge to listen to Gangnam Style all the way through. <gasps> Yeah, I don't think you're. Yeah, you don't have a choice to sometimes. I mean, they play it like all over the place. There's parodies all over the place. He was everywhere. Yeah. I mean, when people like that made, you know, videos, I mean, uh, mu- video music awards appearances. Yeah. It's like, what are you going to do now? You know, it's like, oh, Christ. Here's one. It's a shit song, and it's been covered, you know, ad nauseum. And, and each cover is just bad. Tainted Love by Soft Cell. I agree. I'm not even a fan of Tainted Love anymore. Just because I swear to God, it's just there's so much. Oh, but Soft Cell also did. Did they do Sex Dwarf too? I think that is Soft Cell. Yeah. And I, oh God, that's a terrible, terrible song. Yeah. And if you listen to it, it will get stuck in your head. Oh, uh, yeah. And yeah. it's like, and that was one that was on the goddamn Time Life series, no less. Here's one for you. It's another trash song, but the cover of it is fucking great. You spin me. The cover of it? Dead or Alive didn't actually write it? No, I'm talking about Dope's cover of it. Eh, that's okay. And I thought uh, I thought that was... Uh, uh, not Yeah, that's right. It was Dead or Alive. Yeah, Pete Burns. Yeah, but I love Dope's cover of that. It's all right. I mean, it starts off with that really skipping... You know, dun, 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 you know. Yeah. But yeah, uh, that is, that is, I mean, I've often said that 80s pop, any 80s pop, and Leo, that cover artist from Sweden. Yeah. 80s pop covered by metal is perfect a lot of times. Yeah. It is just, they, it is just perfect when it does it. Uh, it. Well, shit, No Time to Cry. Cradle, Cradle of Filth's version of No Time to Cry. Haven't heard that yet. Oh, check it out. Yep. Check it out. I think that was originally a Sisters of Mercy song. Oh. Um, that that's a oh, I love Cradle of Filth's cover of that, and I'm not the hugest Cradle of Filth fan. Yeah, I started kind of getting into them just a little bit, you know. I mean, somehow their videos show up on my YouTube like as recommendations. I don't know why. I, I mean, they've got some good stuff like um, Dusk and Her Embrace is a good record. Uh, Funeral in Carpathia is an amazing song. But yeah, Cradle of Filth has done some good stuff. But their their cover of No Time to Cry was mm. fantastic. 
I don't think we've hit anything like. I think we almost like stop at the 2000s. I think our musical sensibilities stopped like after like 2010. I think we just stopped listening anymore. Yeah, well, I mean, like tomorrow I'll be with Randy all day. Yeah. And if I let Randy have control of the radio, <laughs> I'm going to be listening to nothing but mumble rap. Mumble rap. Oh, God. Like there are times when I'll have him drive home and I'll I'll <laughs> kick back and I'll take a little little. uh yeah, you know, I'll I'll kick back in the passenger seat and rest, right? And I'll rest my eyes, so to speak. And whatever I've been playing on the radio goes away. And I wake up to I wake up to like fucking Chief Keef or some shit. I don't even know any. I don't know any of the the people that that do any of that stuff. It's like, and thank goodness that Val. Uh, she doesn't have my musical tastes, but at least she doesn't have those musical tastes. Right. I mean, I, I now Alistair listens to a lot of the newer rap too. Jesse is Jesse has my musical tastes one hundred percent. Randy has a lot of my musical tastes. Uh, Randy, Randy absolutely fucking loves bands like Death mm. and. Uh, um, uh, behemoth and stuff like that But he also listens to a lot of the newer rap Yeah You know So he's like the best of both worlds really But I've re- I've tried to listen to modern rap And I can't I can't stand it But Like we yeah. are When we The rap when we were coming up When you had guys like Cube And Ice-T And uh, You know Public Enemy NWA Stuff like that That's the rap we grew up yeah, and this new stuff, I don't think I just don't think it stands up. I honestly, and and I've said this before that rap sometimes is so confusing because you have a you know the tagline, you know like uh, you know this is MC McMike featuring Poof the Roof, right? And on you know and fe- and all these featurings and buy and all this, it's like how many people you got on this? I mean, just come together, be a band. Yeah, you know, I mean. Call yourself something and go for it. Right. I mean, Eminem did that. Yeah. You know, he brought well, he, he brought his D12 gang together and they put out a, a record as D12. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I mean, and that's just, I mean, it's a pet peeve of mine when it comes to that music because I don't know who's doing it. And it's like, oh, it's just, oh, this is the re-remix version. Oh, this is the dope remix version. Right. You know? Uh, this is the radio edit remix version. Yeah, Whatever. It's like, it's like where the hell is the original song? Oh, this is the 10-inch remix. What the fuck does that mean? It's a 10-inch remix. There's a song that sucks but gets stuck in your head. What? Big 10-inch. Well, that was one of the the dumb ones that they did in the day. Aerosmith. Yeah, they did a, they did a few crappy songs here and there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just... Yeah, let's go there. No, we don't have to go there totally. They've done a few... There's something wrong with the world today. I don't know what oh, it I'm is. Thinking, I'm thinking don't want to miss a thing. Oh, Jesus don't, Christ. Oh, God. That, that's, that's you know, a sappy ballad. It's not even a power ballad. It's just a sappy ballad. Yeah. But and, I'm thinking uh, of, I'm thinking of like living on the edge. Uh, that gets stuck in your head. Uh, and it's not that great of a song. Yeah, a lot of the stuff on Nine Lives, well, that living on the edge, but then a lot of stuff on Nine Lives is just really, really out there. Yeah. And it's like, you know, they said they were experimenting. He's like, dude, you guys are like 
80 years old. Now's not the time to be experimenting. Right. Yeah. It's, but, you know, I, I, that was, yeah, Nine Lives was the last album that I actually put a stock in. When Just Push Play came out, I was like, yeah, this is not the Aerosmith I like. Yeah. It's, oh, God. Well, I mean, every, every band hits that wall. No, not every one of them. Most of them. Sex Pistols didn't. Well, they put out one record. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> they put out one record and Sid died. Yeah, but still, Public Image Limited. Yeah, uh, P.I.L. That's was, right. Johnny Lydon was, did was, have. Yeah, was still was still good stuff after that. I mean, you know. Yeah, Johnny uh, Johnny Lydon had some stuff after that. Oh God! And actually, to be completely fair and completely honest, the Sex Pistols did have a second album. Filthy Lucre Live. Oh, okay, it's a live album. Yeah, when they came back in the 90s. <laughs> live albums aren't real albums. Tell that to Kiss. <laughs> or or Cheap Trick. Or, or Cheap Trick. <laughs> yeah, tell that to Kiss or Cheap Trick. Unleashed or, in the East. <laughs> or, dude. I know, I just, I'm not a fan of live albums a lot of times. Cause I, can, I, sh- I should say, I'm not a fan of live albums the way they were, when it seemed like it was just somebody with a microphone um, holding it up uh, to the t- in the tent. But now where they're taking it right off the board. Yeah. They're a lot better. Yeah. I mean, and then if you want to talk about bad live albums, Poison Live. See, I never heard of it because I'm not. Do yourself a disservice. Do yourself a favor and listen to C.C. DeVille's guitar solo on that live album. Mm. It's a fucking abomination. Speaking of which, there's a song that gets in my head every so often. What? Off of uh, Poison's album, Power to the People, C.C. DeVille doing I Hate Every Bone in Your Body But Mine. Oh, God, yes. With the auto-tune. Oh. <laughs> Normally, auto-tune doesn't, doesn't appear in, in bands I like, but but C.C. somehow needed it. Uh, <laughs> uh, that song is just terrible. It's t- that song is terrible. What was the one, uh, the song that they released on the album with Richie Kotzen? Which was the, uh, was, was that uh, Tribal? Yes, oh, it was, but that was it. But it wasn't tribal. Was the name of the tribal was the album? Was it the name of the album? I think so. They did. I know they released one single off okay. the record. I don't. Re- I honestly don't remember. I don't remember that era. Yeah, it, it lasted very short because Richie Kotzen started banging Ricky Rocket's girlfriend. Yeah, and you can't be doing that. No, don't bang your drummer's girl. Bad. Bad. It's bad for business. Yeah, bad for business. Um. Poison's got some stuff that's not really great, but sticks in your head. Oh yeah, all of, a lot of it. Unskinny Bop. Yep. Yeah. Look what the cat dragged in. That song is awesome. It is. It is. But I mean, all their songs were how about sex and partying. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. You know. And then, you know, they got the something to believe in. Flesh and Blood. It was a good album, but I think that was there was a period right around there and a that had a lot of albums with these weird two-track things on it. Yeah. Where songs would have an intro, which was one track, and then the song was the next track. So you'd have like 1A was like the Swamp Juice solo. Yeah. And then the second one was a song that fucked with CD players because all of a sudden it played the intro and then wouldn't play another one if you had it on random. Right. <laughs> oh, God. There was a couple of, a couple bands that did that. Uh, yeah, Poison had Poison had a bunch like that. Trickster. 
Oh, they were all right. Give it to me good. Not a great song, but you'll never unhear it. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people even know about Trickster. Uh, here's another one. Another one of those sappy power ballads. Um, Surrender by Trickster. Yeah. That, oh, that's an early one, too. Yeah, that was that, that was featuring in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Was it? Yeah, when uh, Damone was trying to sell tickets to Cheap Trick, he started singing along to the song. Was that... That was Trickster's... No, that wasn't Trickster. That was Cheap Trick. Oh, no. I'm talking about Surrender by by oh, Sappy Power Ballad. Sorry. Surrender by Trickster. <laughs> Surrender by Cheap Trick is a great song. I'm so, I thought you meant... No, 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 no. I'm talking about... I'm talking about... <laughs> trickster oh sorry that's a fucking shitty song that uh, but give it to me good yeah is a terrible song but it was perfect for the time yeah they were perfect for their times and you know we we had the t-shirts i never had a trickster t-shirt well i know you didn't because well neither did i because by by the time a lot of those bands came out I was like, no, no, I'm wearing Warren Slayer, man. I'm not, no, I'm not wearing those. Yeah, you were, you were with me gatekeeping. Yeah, it was gatekeeping. <laughs> it's like, it's like, what do we got here? We got a poison shirt. We got a winger shirt. You know, I got one for you. I got one for you. We'll go back. Uh, we'll go back to the late '80s, early '90s for this one, because that seems to be to me that where a lot of this shit happened. Oh yeah, Survivor. My the tiger. Eye of the Tiger. Not a great song, but you'll never unhear it. No, well, it's just synonymous with Rocky. Anything. Anything off of Vital Signs. Yeah. It's a lot of that was just synonymous with like the time that that we were everybody was wearing headbands. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was I was wearing bandanas. Everybody's working for the weekend. Oh God, that's another <laughs> Terrible song. That's another terrible song you can't unhear. Working for the weekend. Yep. Or anything else by Loverboy. Lo- uh, loving every minute of it. Oh, God. Touch that dial. Turn me on. <laughs> oh. uh, rub me like a motor. Make me run. Loving every minute of it. Yep. <laughs> oh, shit. What was another What was another one by, by Loverboy? There was Working for the Weekend. Loving every minute of it. Um... Can't remember the Lover Boy ones. I just, it's just bringing back so many goofy musical memories from that time. You just hear these songs. No shit. Like the Greg King band. Oh, oh Jesus Christ. I love the Jeopardy. Baby. Ooh. Uh, then, uh, what was the other one by Greg King? Uh, the breakup song. Was that on Rock and Roll? Yep. The, oh, oh my God! I forgot how terrible ro- the breakup song was. Snacky covered that one too. Oh my God! I have not heard that song in the longest time. Uh, but you'll never forget the uh 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 oh, out of your head. Yeah, that was a a just terrible. Oh, it went over well in the bars. Yeah, but a lot of that good, a lot of that. Well, uh, I never liked Don McLean American Pie. I'm not a fan of that one. Me neither. But. I've I've gotten I've gotten yelled at in a bar for talking while they were playing it, while while a band was playing it, and it's like it's American Pie. What who gives a shit? You'll hear it tomorrow on the radio. Yeah, I mean it, the, the lyrics don't even make fucking sense. I mean, it, he's just rhyming shit now. Yeah, <laughs> it's like uh, that's like uh, uh, fuck Norman Greenbaum, Spirit in the Sky. <laughs> Terrible song. 
Yep. Terrible song, but you'll never hear it. Yeah. But but a lot of the stuff that were and that's a weird. A lot of the stuff we're even talking about was like staples for cover bands. Yeah, because everybody knows them. And everybody does love to hear them as this weird guilty pleasure. Yep. You know, I mean that that was always my philosophy is we should be a jukebox with a pulse. Mm-hmm. You know, have a little bit of something for every everybody because you know, like with with Snacky especially we would do like Crazy Train. Um, you know, we would do some heavier stuff and then we would throw some kiss in. We would do strutter mm-hmm. and then we would throw in, uh, Greg Kinn, the breakup song. And then we go to Ario Speedwagon. Oh, okay. take it on the run. Oh, I never. Oh, that was another one. I didn't just, oh, it went over well. Oh yeah. And we would, and we would run that into, uh, uh, we would do that one and Stone in Love by Journey. Stone in Love, I absolutely love that song. Beautiful song. Great song. Yeah. Phenomenal song. I I always hated it be, playing it because I cannot fucking sing like Steve Perry. <laughs> I had a, I would have to drop it down an octave. Cuz I can't get up there. Just you you just got to do it like a like a lounge act at that point, you know. Those crazy nights I still remember in my youth. No, I, dun, dun, dun. I mean we were we we played it musically. We played it, you know, the way that Journey yeah. played it. But instead of being way up in the in the vocal register, which I can get to, but I can't sustain it for the entire song, I just drop it down an octave. Those crazy nights I do remember. Sometimes you got to do it. Yeah, it, it worked. But that's a song that went over what? Shit. Another snacky song that we did that went over fucking like gangbusters, but sucked. YMCA. Well, yeah, Village People is not. They were. I don't think they were serious musicians to begin with. But you'll never. Uh, you you you. You'll no, know thanks, it instantly. Thanks to every wedding in the past fifty years. Yeah, it's like that's. I mean, and I know here here he'll he'll be a controversial opinion, but it's been overplayed at weddings. Uh and overplayed at any place at this point. Uh, you shook me all night long by ACDC. I hate that song with it's, a white hot passion. It has been overplayed to the point where I can't enjoy it anymore. Yeah, you know. And, and I do like a lot of stuff off of Back in Black. I love ACDC in general. I don't. I I really like ACDC, but man, that song has been over fucking played. See now. My in my opinion, this is one man's opinion, and I'm gonna get hate for this. I'm gonna get hate for this. ACDC is probably the most overrated, quote unquote, legendary band out there. They've released the same album thirty eight fucking times. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Highway to Hell is vastly different than Razor's Edge. Okay. You have two distinct eras of ACDC. Well, now you can't put rules on it now. Okay, Highway to Hell is distinctly different than Dirty Deeds. Okay, I'll, I will stipulate that. However, from back, after Back in Black, it is all the same shit. No. Yeah, the only different, the only different song was Thunderstruck. No, they... they... ACDC overrated. Where is this? Not a finger. It's like, 
Go ahead. No, I, I'm not going to argue for ACDC because I, I like them. I, I really enjoy them. You know, it's it's one of the it's one of the great bands that you throw on a turntable and you can make the wiki wiki sound. <laughs> Don't be using good <laughs> albums to make the wiki wiki noise. <laughs> yeah, I mean, ACDC is, is I think it, they're a great album. But I think that song itself has been overplayed to the point where it's not fun anymore. Yeah. You know? I, I, I will agree 100%. I mean, I, I would honestly love to, and of course, this is the, the mean streak in me sometimes, you know, go to a wedding, say, yeah, I'd like to uh, uh, request some ACDC. Oh, you should be all along? Uh, no, Night Prowler. Ooh. <laughs> now, that's an ACDC song I can sink my fucking teeth into. Yeah. See, I, I'm a big, I like the Bon Scott era of ACDC. Yeah. I mean, to, I, we play uh, Highway to Hell mm-hmm. in Blood Clot. We do Highway to Hell. I would love to do a different ACDC song. I would love to do something that not everybody does. Oh, they got so many, so many great ones. I would like to do something like Dirty Deeds. Mm-hmm. You know, I would love to do something like Dirty Deeds or uh, Touch Too Much. Touch Too Much. Great song. Yeah. Um, shit. Just sticking off of Dirty Deeds. Um, uh, Problem Child. Problem Child. I love that fucking song. Yep. And I, I, I already know it. Yeah, that's that has the one ACDC album I have like three copies of somehow. Two of the American release and one of the Australian. What's on the Australian? Uh, it's just a different track order. Oh, okay. And the cover is instead of those people with the blackout eyes. Yeah. It's a pic, It's a cartoony picture of Bon Scott just showing off his big tattoo in his arm. And um, and uh, Angus in the background giving the uh, the two fingers up. Oi. Oi. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, it's it's just and it's just a different track order of the album. There's nothing really different on it. See, we uh, back when it wasn't uh, it wasn't uh, we weren't Euclid anymore. I forgot what the hell the name of uh, what we were calling ourselves. But uh, me, Randy Shuck, and Frank Miller went to the Blues Fest that they have in uh, Caddy every year, right? Mm-hmm. And we got on stage. And now I'm there with my with my Tom Araya TA500 bass, my fucking ESP Tom Araya signature bass. Randy's there, or you know, well the drummer Randy was our drummer, so he just played on the house kit. And Frank is there with his Jackson Rhodes V. We don't look like a blues act, <laughs> no. But we get on stage and we do the Jack by ACDC. That's another good one. Everybody got up and danced. Mm-hmm. I think we could pull off the jack. That's there are a so great many, song. I mean, ACDC, and I, I, I just am such a fan of them that it's like they—they they are just. I, I love listening to them. I, I don't. I know they've had bad albums like Flying the Wall and Flicking the Switch, and I know people don't like some of those. But I mean, there's something a little bit out there for everybody. I, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. They are. Um, they're very good at what they do, mm-hmm. but they kind of lost me, honestly, after Back in Black. I'm not a fan of Brian Johnson's voice. Yeah, I, I always enjoy I, I I loved, you know, up to Ball Breaker. Now, the latest album, and the latest album is a little bit, it tends, it needs to grow on me yet. Well, uh, this, this is also the first album without Malcolm writing. Yep. And Malcolm was one of their main songwriters. Mm-hmm. And 
in reality, Malcolm Young on rhythm guitar was the fucking foundation of that band. Oh, yeah. I mean, their drummer, um, what the fuck is the drummer's name? Slade? Uh, Chris Slade. I don't know if Chris Slade's with him anymore. Okay. Um, I know Chris Slade was with him for like uh, Money Talks yeah. and all that shit. Uh, but the drummer that they had before him, and even Chris Slade, they never played anything really intricate. Nope. But the pocket was always rock solid. Yeah. And him and uh, him and the bass, the drummer and the bass player and Malcolm Young were just a wall, mm-hmm. you know, and I got to give a lot of credit to that. And, you know, as a, as a guy who played rhythm guitar in a lot of bands, two guys I patterned what I did after were Malcolm Young and Scott Ian, mm-hmm. you know, in my minds, two of the best rhythm guitar players out there. And well, you got to throw Hetfield in on that, too, but. Um. Anyway, mm. yeah, ACDC. It's it's one of those bands. I I I don't like them. I never have liked them. All right, but what are you gonna do? <laughs> Everybody has a band or two that you just they don't care for, and that's the best thing. Of it. there's tons of them out there. Yeah, you don't have to travel far to to, to get another band. Right. Skip. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Nowadays. See now, like, uh, here's one. Here, uh. I got one more before we wrap up one that a lot of people like, but I can't stand. And this is a song that gets stuck in your head. Just one fix by ministry. I like ministry. I don't. I love, I, and I love song. I love the whole Psalm 69 album. I could listen to that and cover to cover. And yeah, just one fix was one of those. Oh God, that whole album is awesome. Yeah, I'm not. I've never been a fan of ministry. I'm not mm-hmm. really big into the industrial thing. I I was. I was a little. I was a little bit too much too invested in Nine Inch Nails and Ramstein and and freaking uh, and all that stuff. Frontline Assembly, Front Two Four Two. Yeah. Oh God, yes. I sure send the Neubotten. Yeah, I I loved all that stuff. It's the industrial stuff. It just, it just there was something new and different about it to me that it just stuck with me. My first roommate when I got to Panama, okay. My first roommate when I got to Panama was a guy named Steve Barnes. Mm-hmm. And Steve Barnes is the guy who introduced me to Einstrasende Neubaten mm-hmm. and uh, Front 242, Frontline Assembly. He is he introduced me to all that shit. I had heard Nine Inch Nails before. Um, in fact, I, have, I had Pretty Hate Machine and I had the Downward Spiral. Mm-hmm. So I was familiar with Nine Inch Nails. And I was familiar with ministry, but he turned me on to them and it just never stuck. Mm. I'm I'm not a big industrial fan. Yeah, that that one's uh I think um the Just One Fix wasn't the best one for me on that album. Uh uh-huh. um now I'm trying to remember the name of the, the song. It was uh, oh it was like, you know oh god, it was like T V police, I think, or something like that. It was T V T V something. I don't know. I don't think it was TV. No, it wasn't TV police because I think that was a Joe Perry song. But it was something about TV. Okay. And it was uh, it was basically just just an assault on people just sitting watching TV constantly. Well, uh, Black Flag did that in the early eighties. Mm-hmm. TV party. Yeah. You know, we're gonna have a TV party tonight. Yep. We've got nothing better to do <laughs> but watch TV and have a couple of brews. But that was a fun. That was a fun. Oh. I- Fucking love Black Flag, you know. But Ministry was like, push the button, connect the goddamn dots, right? Connect the god, you know. It was just, it was just angry. It's like, don't sit there and watch TV. 
Yeah, well, I, I think Al might have been might have been Jonesing for another fix. I know, but it was one. It was, it was just one of those. I loved all that stuff. That just it was so new and different. When industrial hit, man, it hit perfect. It, yeah, and it died quickly, which was perfect. Yeah, Ramstein's still around. Well, Ramstein is a different animal. Yeah, but Ramstein is a different animal. And to be fair, industrial music is way bigger in Europe than it is here. Yeah. And, you know, like a lot of the metal is bigger in Europe than it is here, you know, mm. uh, for better or worse. Better yeah. with metal. They work. had Rip Rig and Panic. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so much love. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That, we could do an entire thing just on Young Ones songs. Songs from the Young Ones. There's an entire album for it, but it's like stuff that never never made it over here, really. Except for like Motorhead and, and um, Dexter's Madness. Midnight Runners. And Madness. Oh, and Madness, of course. Madness was on there a couple times. Yeah, Madness was on there. Well, but, the, but the damn never made it over here, and they should have. Oh, God. Uh, and, uh, well, of course, you know, Rip Rig and Panic. Rip Rig and Panic. Uh, nine, uh, nine Below Zero. Nine Below Zero. Yeah, all those bands could have been something over here and Dude, never made it that far. 11 plus 11. That's a fun song. It's a fun song. It's a bad song. Yeah. <laughs> but it gets stuck in your head. Yeah. It's just, it's another fun that gets yeah, it's a fun song that gets stuck in your head. The harmon the harmonica player was was just badass. Yep. But did you notice the spot cuz you could tell they played that live. Did you notice the section in 11 plus 11 when the guy when the guitar player fucks up? It goes back to the D chord a little early. Now I'm going to have to look at that again. Yeah. Watch the first Young Ones episode. Yeah. I'll have to look at that one again. You'll know. I just remember Rick sitting on the chair, head banging. Yeah. To pop. <laughs> <laughs> Only pop music can save us now. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was, and that was like the first instance that I think I heard of um, uh, the Human League. The Human League. Well, yes. when he comes in the party, he says, Who was listening to the Human League? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, wait. Uh, Rip Rig and Panic. What? Rip Rig and Panic. Uh,. Amazulu. Amazulu. I'm a Norwegian. <laughs> oh shit. We could do an entire episode uh, just on the on the music of the young ones. Yeah, it was it was that was wonderful stuff. And and uh, you know what? Bloody brilliant on their part to mm-hmm. get their shit t- uh termed a variety show. Oh yeah. Because then they got more money from the BBC. Yeah, it's a ama- and 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 jealous as I am, the, the bastards got to meet Motorhead. Yeah, I know. Like it's, and the original lineup. Yes, it's like, you know, I mean, you can just picture. I mean, it was like, you know, you know, what, what am I going to do? Oh, you just playing another room. Uh, okay. Say, well, we got a gig in the living room today. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know, one, one song we can't forget about, though, mm. since we're talking about the young ones. Uh, when Alexi Sale is. Uh, Dr. Martin's boots. Yes, Dr. Martin's boots. <laughs> Carla Carino roots. The only thing that unites us is Dr. Martin's boots. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And it oh. costs 19 pounds and 99p. Oh, God. Yeah, that, that show. That show had so much of a cultural impact on our lives, too. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, it, intro- you know, it introduced us to some bad music that we'll never hear again. Right. Well, I actually have, I have the Young Ones CD. Really? Where... Yeah, it's it's all the songs that were on the young ones. It wasn't a, an official licensed CD, right? 
but somebody went out there and collected them all from the albums they came from. Yeah. And it's just it's nice to just sit and listen to them. Well, I have Nasty by The Damned mm-hmm. on my light songs. Yeah. Actually, I went out and found that. Yeah, they wrote that just for the young ones. Yeah. That band, I read about that band. They had so much turmoil, and they got together for like five minutes to appear on the young ones. Yeah. And then that was the end of it again. Again. <laughs> well, that band is split up and got together, you know, so many times it's ridiculous. Yeah. And and most of the, the tension comes down to Captain Sensible and Dave Vanian. Yeah, it's like, come on, guys. It's like, I um, I can understand egos. Yeah. But sometimes it's like, do you, do you really need just get out there and have fun, guys? <laughs> yeah. Well, hang on now. Uh, you brought it up. We got to talk about it. It's a shit song, but it gets stuck in your head. Our House by Madness. All all Madness songs get stuck in your head. Very catchy. Because Yes, and they're all... Our House is a, is a big one. And they used to actually do a version of that in Lee Heighton. The fire company did. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was five house in the middle of Third Street. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... Now, now, do you like do you like madness? I do. Oh, Mister. Oh, fuck ska. Oh, ska sucks. Wait, they're not ska. That's the beginnings of ska, my friend. Well, fuck off. I don't like madness no more. You asshole. <laughs> I hate you. One step beyond. You know what? In the worst part is, I probably yeah, but that's that's such early. Look, that's not the Boston shit ska. The Boston's are not shit. It was like. When you had that early ska stuff, it, I'm not calling it ska either. Fuck it. It's pop music. It's pop music. Shut up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I won't call it ska just because it wasn't ska. Maybe ska was influenced by it. Uh-huh. You know, what a stupid name, too. Of all the of the, all the names of genres, it's like, that doesn't even mean anything. At least all the other things mean something. It's like, it's industrial because it sounds like we did it in a factory. What's this? Ska. What's that mean? I don't know. Ska. (laughs) (laughs) You are a terrible person. You are a terrible person. Who says horns don't belong in rock and roll? I don't know who. You. I didn't. I never said that. Yes, you did. I I don't believe I did. I have text to prove it. I just. Talk about stupid music with trumpets. (laughs) That some trumpets can belong in rock and roll, but I'm just saying ska is well. Ska's not rock and roll. It's ska. It's it's yeah. It's an it, offshoot of punk rock. No, it's no. It's an offshoot of big band music. It's an offshoot of punk rock. That's just, that's just, uh, ugh. That's it's, that's bad music. That's great music. We'll never agree on this. You're right. And you I, can be wrong. And how dare you try to aha and gotcha me in a ska thing with madness? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> You made me laugh so hard. I'm fucking dying over here. I guess if go fuck yourself this is good enough a place to end this is any. There we go. Oh, fuck me. An hour and 55 minutes. Yep. Oh, completely off the cuff. We're, we are good. Damn right. All right, man. So until next time, this has been Oh No Not That. Hey, wait, shit. I can't sign off yet. Go out. Listen to all kinds of music. Find the earworms. Get them stuck in your head. Even if, if they suck. If we didn't already do it. If we didn't do it. You know, you got plenty of you got plenty of suggestions. Yep. So until next time, this has been Oh No Not Them. I'm Eric. I'm Bill. Later on, motherfuckers. <laughs>